Like I said, as we gather today, we celebrate the memorial of St. Francis Xavier, and uh, I'm convinced that the, uh, the church was very selective when, um, uh, and during Vatican II, there were so many uh, saints that were being celebrated, sometimes three, four, five a day, that, uh, and the priest would add the prayers to the, uh, to the opening collect, and there'd be three, four, five. And so the church in her wisdom said, well, let's focus on the liturgical season, and give certain saints precedence, and, uh, but otherwise to, to help us to enter into that. And so uh, what the church did is, especially during Advent and Lent, is stuck to that. And so gave us only a few saints during this time. But each saint that they gave us helps us to understand a little bit about the season or that saint is so important. So on uh, Monday, we, we don't have Mass here, but Monday is the Feast of St. Nicholas, of course. We know he has a strong connection to Christmas. Just a little one now, but completely unmoored from his original. But St. Francis Xavier is perhaps the best example of what the Incarnation ought to do for us, and it should move us to, to some zeal. St. Francis Xavier was born in 1506, and, and uh, like I said, he died in 1552. As a young man, he had a very promising career as an academic and a teacher. He was teaching in the finest uh, universities. And as uh, often the case, God uh, called him, St. Ignatius, well, Ignatius was uh, starting this new order, the Jesuits, or uh, Society of Jesus. And Francis discerned he was to join them from the lavish life of luxury, perhaps academics were uh, in the finest universities were, were you know, fairly comfortable, even during the Protestant Reformation and that was just beginning. It was still fairly comfortable. And Ignatius sent him to Japan and India. And that's not comfortable. And there in Japan and India, he found people hungry for the faith, hungry to know who is this Jesus, who is this, this one that is made incarnate for us. And he found himself just teaching and teaching and teaching and, and almost uh, having very little time to himself, but knew that this is where he was called. And so he writes a letter back to St. Ignatius, and it's in our uh, Office of Readings today. And he writes, many, many people hereabouts are not becoming Christians for one reason only. There's nobody to make them Christians. Again and again, I have thought about going, to, going around the universities of Europe, especially Paris. Side note, where he taught. And everywhere, crying out like a madman, riveting the attention of those with more learning than charity. What a tragedy. How many souls are being shut out of heaven and falling into hell thanks to you? He was a man who saw the need. And as we have this gospel passage of these two blind men today, they, we know blindness doesn't allow people to see or they don't see clearly. There's different levels of blindness, legally blind, and there's people that, that have tunnel vision that is a form of blindness and all these things. They, they just simply cannot see the way that they were created to see. And 
it's Jesus who opens their eyes and they're able to see and, and St. Uh, Francis Xavier had to have his eyes open too so that he could see the need and he wanted to open the eyes of the academics too. Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with academics, we need them, especially those who are called out into the world and, and we need academics, uh, the, those uh, to teach us and help us understand but if there's no charity, and I think that's the line that hits me most, with more, more knowledge than charity, we're always called to have charity. St. Francis Xavier, like I already said, and I, I contend all the saints of Advent are, are like this, but he reminds us to get out of our comfort zone at times to, to proclaim the gospel. All of us are called to do this. Sometimes our comfort zone is, well, I'd rather not share that. With, you know, of course, we, we have to be tactful about it and everything like that. We can't use the faith uh, like a baseball bat or, uh, or you know, thump people over the head with a catechism. That doesn't, doesn't help them. But sometimes to get out of our comfort zone, we have to proclaim that good news in a good way, in a gentle way. Sometimes it's a gentle word. Like these blind men, they know Jesus is the one who can heal them. But I wonder how many of those around us have automatically rejected Jesus as one who can heal them. The other day I was reading something about uh, <clears throat> it's a new age practice or whatever and, and, and uh, you know how many people are flocking to this and it's like, but there's nothing there. And if, it is, if there is healing that comes from that, it's demonic. There's nothing there. And the person that was telling the story had rejected Jesus as a source of healing. How many people are being shut out of heaven and cast into hell? Because we've not lived the faith. Or we've ourselves have been blinded to the needs of those around us. Maybe perhaps like these blind men, we should be crying out, Son of David, have pity on us.